stupid. You totally just missed that. What? So I looked down, and my skin is super red right here. And I was like, what the? It's the light from my... Oh. <laughs> the reflection of the light off of your porcelain like, skin. Why is it so red? <laughs> what did I do? I'm glowing. <laughs> Share it, because I'm fucking stupid. All right, should <laughs> we... Let's get this party started. It's episode 74. Shit, yeah. So I'm sorry with the podcast. Is I'm it? Christina. That I'm Amanda. There's Amanda. Yeah, she pointed at me in case you didn't see it since you can't see it. Uh, she pointed at me. I'm that bitch. I'm Amanda. She's 100% that bitch. 100% that bitch. <laughs> Oh, I fucking love Lizzo. Okay. Um <laughs> Wait, what are we doing? Uh podcast, episode 74. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Way week? to recap. <laughs> Way to recap the last 10 seconds. Good job. <laughs> Just in case anybody missed it. In case you didn't know, that bitch is Christina. And I, I am, am Amanda. I think we they've got it figured out by now who no, we are. Really? Are yeah. you sure? They might. I have been told that we kind of sound similar here and there. That's because we just have, we say, we say some of the same things the same way. Same way. Same way. Um, what's up, dude? Not much. I still can't say the word lightning. Cool. Last night there was like a huge thunderstorm and I was like, oh, Sophie, you're afraid of the lightning. And my mom's like the fuck did you just say <laughs> i was like the lightning the lightning the light the thing in the sky that brightens it up and then it goes boom boom i don't that <laughs> you see that flash that he's like lightning and i'm like yeah the lightning <laughs> like, I uh i just don't understand how hard it is i have to literally stop and go lightning I can't lightning. just when I'm just saying thunder and lightning. I, <laughs> I always used to say synonym instead of cinnamon. Oh God, synonym. Uh, um. So that's that's my update on being able to pronounce words. <laughs> but I was also like six, so yeah, and I'm not. You're, six you're not. <laughs> I am not you're, six. <laughs> what's uh, up uh oh not shit normal life a stressful life right now she doesn't want to talk about it yeah i i feel like there's i'm a little overwhelmed but it's fine i'm a little overwhelmed <laughs> i'm stressed get, get me, me a, a tea, tea. <laughs> <laughs> did tracy send you that yes, snap? <laughs> yes. <laughs> get me a tea and then it's the letter t i'm like oh you're the best, <laughs> you're the best. i'm stressed get me a tea uh i actually might have some tea after this oh look at you i know i know i know i took a for all our uk a, listeners she's gonna warm up the water in her microwave i am because <laughs> well because i packed away my electric tea because kettle, you're a usually, basic bitch no American. because i packed away my electric tea kettle electric tea kettle you know yeah you get all just boil water on the stove i don't know <laughs> this is some bullshit i can do it in a minute in my <laughs> microwave or in the tea Stop. kettle it takes like 10 seconds all of our british listeners and uk listeners right now are going <gasps> <laughs> you know i don't know if they are because it's boiling the same way either way so it's not the same that's blasphemous that's straight it's up the same you're wrong it's I don't same. even like tea and you're wrong. Hey, I'm also not using loose leaf tea, so everybody can suck my dick. <laughs> I'm gonna get out a bag. I'm gonna put you it in my microwave my mug. Dick if you don't like my shit. Eminem. <laughs> I was like, Eminem. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Hey guys, I'm not dying anymore. And yeah, I she's alive. Treats for breakfast. So I give them what for breakfast? Rice Krispie treats. Oh, so you're just wanting to stay healthy or just like yeah. throw so yourself like, back into being sick? I'm on like a sugar high right now. Stop shaking your phone. I can hear it. I can hear you fucking shaking your phone, you jackass. Uh, 
that was we're doing really good today yeah i'm uh thinking i might take a power nap because i have things to do this evening actually go people oh, i thought you were gonna say actually just go pee and i'm like you can just do that now you don't have to wait <laughs> i mean this evening <laughs> do you have to go i thought you just went but do you have to go <laughs> no our our conversation before this gave me the nervous shit so <laughs> had oh, to go oh good just the i love the nervous poops they're the worst they're not fun but i no. feel nice and empty now yeah oh good <laughs> this uh this intro is it's like we're new <laughs> you know or we're just way too comfortable we're just way too comfortable <laughs> this is like the third time we've talked about having the poops on our podcast. uh hashtag real I, life okay hold on as i say to my class when they make fun of kids that come out and they pooped or whatever because they're kids and they're mean uh if you weren't pooping i'd be concerned you should probably go to the doctor <laughs> like, i'm like no you know it's healthy right like that's you know, good everybody poops guys everybody poops everybody Every- poops okay so i remember when i was little we went to um when i would go to uh, angie's house mm-hmm. um they had this we used to watch this channel i can't remember what it was but they had this weird like it was like a little kids show commercial Mm -hmm. thing it was this weird ass commercial thing where it talked about how everybody pooped and it showed like different buttholes of like animated animals and shit it was so weird I don't remember what it was about if it was some sort of like promotional thing for everybody poops because they pretty much do the exact same thing in everybody poops um the the book uh I it, if you just, could see my face right now it's very disturbed <laughs> just one of those random things that after we talked about that and you said that I had this flashback of this cartoon just a butthole flashback <laughs> <laughs> I just remember all the balloon knots just everybody's all, balloon knots all the balloon knots oh shit. anyway should we talk about murder uh probably <laughs> since that's why people are here <laughs> not murder. just shit murder and crime Mine doesn't. Oh, computer's doing weird shit again. Stop it! Stop trying to update. This is not no, the time. My email's like, hey, you got email? I don't care. Email, get out of here. Ugh! Somebody's controlling my computer. So I started taking my iron again. Oh, good. Because um, my lady business is draining the life out of me, <laughs> and now my breath. Tastes like iron tablets, which is the worst. I thought you said breasts at first. Now my breasts taste like iron tablets. <laughs> and then you want taste your breasts. <laughs> it took me until the end of your statement when you were like, it's kind of weird to realize you said breath. So I was very confused <laughs> for a solid, the whole sentence that you just said. For a solid now my seven seconds. <laughs> tastes like iron tablets. I was like, in my head it went, her breasts? Did Chris tell her that? Is she tasting her own breasts? And then like, <laughs> oh, breath. <laughs> yeah, no. I just burped and I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. God, people are going to be like, what the fuck is happening right now? Anyway. Why? Why are they still talking? <laughs> Do you want to hear my story now? <laughs> yes, please. Let's get off the subject of lady business and poop. <laughs> And boobs tasting like iron. That was just in your brain. <laughs> let's let's get to the murder We've before everybody so many murders us. In this <laughs> There's, it's you know it's been a weird week. <laughs> it's it's been a week. Okay. Anyway, again. Anyway. 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 <laughs> Anyway, okay. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry for you having to edit try this. to edit yeah, this and figure out time. things. It's gonna be a good time. All right, <laughs> I am going to tell you about Lucas John Helder, okay. who he or he went by Luke Helder, and he was born May fifth, nineteen eighty one, and he grew up in Pine Island, Minnesota. What? 
Mm -hmm. I know Pine Island, Minnesota. Most of you know him as the Midwest Pipe Bomber, a.k.a. the Smiley Face Bomber. Hey, was this the one that, what's the teacher? Yeah, that dated our history teacher's daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. I, um... I don't even know why I thought of this, but I was like, oh, I, you know why? Because I was so dark and deep into my 75. And I was like, I just, want an ep- I just want a story where nobody dies. So can I just, so nobody dies in this story. I'm like, let me just find something that is still true crime, but nobody dies. So that's. <laughs> so that's what I did. <laughs> and nothing is like horrific, but they survived it. Or, you know, just, just a light, a little light true crime. <laughs> if there is such a thing. <laughs> Okay, so there's not really much known about his history prior to his bombing spree because that's kind of what everybody focused on. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, he was just a normal kid growing up in Pine Island, Minnesota. Um, he was a member of a grunge band named Apathy. Oh. And the band was successful only on a local scale. And okay. they recorded a CD named Sacks of People. Sacks of People? Yes. Okay. At the end of their first summer together. And once it was known after like the whole bombing spree happened, once it was known that he was a part of a band, his CD sold online for like 200 to $300. <laughs> well, yeah, because now it's a true crime yeah. artifact of yep. sorts. Um, so Helder began attending the University of Wisconsin Stout in 2001. And then through that year, he became very passionate about astral projection techniques and came to believe that death of the flesh and body is not the end of existence okay so um, according to a lot of his uh friends and classmates he was a very he was also a visionary um he was he would go on these like tangents that were like muddled but they were very passionate speeches on immortality and astral projection um he was quoted to have said that death is an illusion. You are the same person after death as you are now. Okay. So he was not at the top of his college class, but his teachers described him as a reasonably good, quiet, and polite student. There was a lot of confusion, and there still really isn't a lot of motivate to determine what the motivation was for these bombings. The other thing that was kind of weird about it is that professors from Stout and teachers from Pine Island, they really didn't recall having him in his class. Like he was very like under the radar. Under the radar. Um he was a lineman on the football team, played golf, sang in the school choir, but acquaintances they just said they had like bland memories of just like knowing him. Also, a lot of them were saying like we would talk but I can't remember what we talked about. It was just like he was very bland. Like mm-hmm. nobody knew him. Didn't, yeah, didn't stand out in any way. Yeah. So for reasons unknown, uh, they assumed it was wanting media attention, constructed an elaborate plan to initiate a spree of pipe bombings at specific locations in several US states um, across the country. He also purchased a shotgun, which he intended to use on himself after the bombings were over, which is a weird gun to kill yourself with. Yeah. Difficult. Don't make it easy on yourself or anything. Um, So then he soon began planting pipe bombs in mailboxes across the country. The bombs, which were packed with BBs and nails, were rigged to explode as the mailboxes were open. So he left an uncharacteristic note for his roommate about going to a Madison party, explaining he would skip work and he'd just call in sick. He then took his father's 1992 Honda Accord uh, on a 3,400-mile trip, planting 18 pipe bombs in five states that injured six people. What are you doing? This is a 92 Honda! (laughs) (laughs) It's actually, this is an 81 Honda! How dare you! (laughs) Oh, oh, I know. (laughs) I was making it fit, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So, May 3rd, 2002. Eight pipe bombs were found in roadside mailboxes near Iowa towns in Eldridge, Farley, Asbury, Tipton, and Anamosa, and then along the Illinois towns of Mount Carroll, Morrison, and Elizabeth. Six bombs exploded, injuring four mail carriers and then two residents. Okay. There were notes containing anti-government phrases with those bombs. Um, Mm -hmm. So 
Dolores Whirling, 70, Doris Zimmerman, 64, uh, Steve Ertmer, 34, Marilyn Dolezager, <laughs> Ken Dolphin, Dolphin, and then an, going un- well. <laughs> an unnamed postal worker were the injured people in Iowa. Okay. So all the injured Nobody people died. were in Iowa? Yes. Because I think they all went off in Iowa first, and then people were like, hey, watch out for oh, pipe shit. bombs. So then everybody was being very cautious about their mailboxes. Okay. Um, so the notes attached to the bombs went on to denounce the government control over our daily lives, deny that anyone who had died was really dead, and promised more of the same messages. Okay. So then two days or a day later, May 4th, six pipe bombs were found in mailboxes near small towns in Nebraska. None exploded um, and similar notes were found. Okay. And then May 5th, the next day, a pipe bomb was found in a mailbox near Albion, Nebraska, but that device didn't explode either. And then on May 6th, pipe bombs were found near Hastings, Nebraska, and then in Salidad, Colorado, none exploded. And then another device was found in a mailbox in Amarillo, Texas, um, which was also, there were notes found, didn't explode. And there was some question as to once those ones exploded in Iowa and he found out someone was hurt, if he rigged them not to explode. Oh, maybe. Just like, to make there it was, feel like there was the bomb coming. and Yeah, there was a lot of question as to if he was really intending to hurt anyone probably yeah he was probably trying to make a statement not necessarily hurt the public that have nothing to do with what he's saying is the problem right okay um so then on the evening in may 6th oh wait no i said then there were devices found in a mailbox in amarillo texas as well Mm -hmm. i said that right correct okay that didn't explode and then that evening cameron helder who was luke's father called the police Uh, in Menominee, Wisconsin, to say that he had received a letter from his son echoing the ones that had accompanied the pipe bombs. Mm. It was a handwritten addendum saying, if I don't make it through this ordeal, if the government doesn't realize I can help, then I'll have to get out of here for a while. So he had, like, typed up that note and was putting them with the bombs, and he sent it to his father with a handwritten note underneath it. Okay. So then the police contacted his roommate, James Devine, who sounds like a male stripper. Uh, Divine. <laughs> Divine. To see if they he knew where Luke was. Okay. And um, he said no, but I received, um, there was a voicemail on our machine from Luke that said, check the news and act accordingly. Okay. So then they contacted the school who said, they hadn't seen him, but they he had sent a manifesto to the Badger Herald, which is the University of Wisconsin-Madison's newspaper. Yes. Uh, and at the beginning of the bombing spree, which was just a couple of days prior, that said that in the essay included things like, I'm taking very drastic measure in attempt to provide this information to you. I will die, change in the end for this, but that's okay. Paradise awaits. I'm dismissing a few individuals from reality to change all of you for the better. Oh, okay. So then the sheriff in Pine Island contacted the police as well because he reviewed Mr. Helder. Why do I keep saying Mr. Helder? I don't know. It's not even. I was going to call Mr. Helder as a joke when I said the okay, whatever you say, Mr. Mr. Helder. And then I was like, not even. It's not even in my notes. It's literally just Helder, but I keep saying Mr. Helder. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck is wrong with me. (laughs) Uh, So he reviewed Helder's records, and he was actually questioned four years prior about threatening to blow up a friend's mailbox. Oh, so on May seventh. Um, the FBI issued an all-points bulletin for Helder, and later that same day, a motorist on Interstate 80 in Reno, Nevada, spot Helder's car. So he notified the cops, and the police were able to track him as a cell phone that had been previously shut off was turned on. So they tracked okay. him via cell phone and were able to locate him. He then led police on a 40-mile chase that reached speeds up to 100 miles an hour before he finally stopped. He was holding the shotgun to his head when Nevada police finally stopped him, but then he dropped it out the window 
of the car after talking to the FBI hostage negotiators. Okay. He admitted to making 24 pipe bombs and used a map to show authorities where he had planted some of them. And then six more devices were discovered in his car, along with two guns, including a shotgun that he had bought to use to kill himself. Um, Nevada law enforcement officials said that he was stopped on the highway. He told when he was stopped on the highway, he told police officers that he was exhausted and searching for a motel. Which okay. Uh, they arrested him and they seized the guns and along with the pipe bombs. And it was later revealed that he was pulled over three times by officers before Helder's father had tipped them off. So he was pulled over for speeding. Oh, really? And, yeah, during this. Huh. But they didn't know who, they, they had no reason to suspect him. So he, they just sent him along. But he had been pulled over three times along this trip. He, he never like did anything in Minnesota slash Wisconsin, did he? No didn't plant anything there i wonder why that is is it just because it's his home like bases or what because he went down to iowa and illinois and then kind of spread out from there rather than going back up yeah well because because he was trying i'll I'll get there okay sorry see this is why i was like maybe i should wait till the end but i feel like i'm not saying anything i'm just going okay 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 so okay so That's how I was feeling every time he said people. I'm like, okay. Okay. All right. So he told FBI FBI agents (laughs) that the bombings were meant to draw an enormous smiley face across the map of the U.S. So that is why he didn't go up because he drew the eyes in Iowa and Illinois. So now he was trying to draw the smile underneath them. Well, yeah, but why wouldn't he put the eyes on the northernmost part? Listen, I don't know about that. Stupid. You're stupid. I wasn't calling you stupid. I was calling him stupid. He tried to bomb a bunch of places. I'm allowed to. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So the first cluster of bombs in Illinois and Iowa, and then the second cluster in Nebraska, which were not set to explode, made up the eyes. So, like, the ones in Iowa were, like, part of the eye and then the one in illinois were the other part of the first eye and then the ones in nebraska were the other eye i'm holding them like they're jugs like they're you know, like boobies uh, <laughs> so then the mouth was to run from colorado through texas and beyond but helder dropped the project he said because he was gripped by the sudden urge to see the pacific ocean and turned west so he just Helder, dude, <laughs> focus at your least focus fucking your focus in a little bit. Yeah. You're like, oh, we're halfway through the smile. I really want to see that ocean. Like, I'm just right gonna now, bang so. a Ricky or bang a a Louie. If you're from Texas, yeah, Louie, you're gonna if bang you're a Louie. Just head on, head on west, young man, or or about face. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. A federal court judge in Reno, Nevada, denied a request to release Helder uh, into the custody of his parents, calling him a flight risk and a potential danger to the community, and then was ordered to be held without bail until he was transferred to Iowa. Okay. He also denied the request from Helder's attorney to transfer him to Minnesota so he could be closer to his family. So then he was moved to Cedar Rapids, Iowa, where two federal charges were made against him. There were charges also made in Illinois, Nebraska, and Nevada. But every time he was brought to jail and from jail to court, he smiled broadly. He was very smiley. He was so smiley for a (laughs) smiley face bomber. So despite his alleged threat of suicide before his arrest, he presented, he was very like easygoing demeanor in the courtroom. Uh, He showed when he was escorted into jail and after his arrest he was brought out of the court on wednesday smile or on that that following wednesday smiling and nodding at the reporters during the hearing when the judge asked him if he understood his rights he was like most definitely and then in response to the question whether he understood that anything he said could be used against him he said for sure 
For sure, dude. <laughs> in Iowa, he faced charges of using an explosive to maliciously destroy property affecting interstate commerce and with using a destructive device to commit crime or violence. Uh, he was, those, those same charges were filed in Illinois and Nebraska as well. The Iowa charges alone carried penalties up to life in prison and fines of $250,000. Another fun fact about this. Okay. Is I'm reading through all of these articles and his priest is talking on Good Morning America and all of these things. And there's all these quotes about what a good man he is and blah, 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 blah. And then they reference the name of the priest. And I was like, oh, that's my priest when he was growing up. Also... Wasn't he a pedophile? <laughs> Def was. Yeah, he so. was He was the one that got sent away, right? Because yep. he was caught. Yeah. Oh, good. Great. Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. So anyway, I didn't put any of his recommendations in this story. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so. Um, Psychological experts said that Helder's ramblings and writings on death, government, and the environment and religion suggested that he was psychologically troubled. They believed that he was schizophrenic and seeking attention. They noted that he did not expose, like, an, a, a coignant ideology, ideological message. Like, it didn't make didn't sense. Didn't make sense. Nothing really connected. Um, he just put and, all these random things together, right? Yeah, and he cited numerous grudges and viewed death as a liberation uh, kind, and he'd reference things like from Heaven's Gate cult, you know, okay. that did the mass suicide in 97. Yep. yep, and they were getting on the Haley's Comet or whatever or yeah. whatever it was. So they believed that it was this, that Helder was someone who thought he had a deep message and thought he could contribute in some way. If only he had a means of like communicating it mm-hmm. and that he wanted, he wanted, that's how he chose to communicate it, which is not clear in your right mind, obviously. Right. It doesn't make sense. Right. So in April of 2004, this went to court and a federal judge found Helder incompetent to stand trial. So they, he, a judge technically now could free Helder if the doctors find that he was not a threat to society. They doubt that it's a possibility due to the violent nature of his crimes. He has now been diagnosed with mm-hmm. schizoaffective disorder. So yeah, he was put in a federal medical center, for, like basically put in an insane asylum kind of thing. Right. Like he's um, kind of put there indefinitely so in 2013 a u.s district judge mark bennett informed his attorneys that in march he intended to order a competency hearing for lucas helder and uh the hearing would examine whether helder's mental health had improved enough to allow him to understand the proceedings and aid in his defense his constitutional rights guaranteed for like the constitutional rights guaranteed for every defendant so basically they try and retry him there has been nothing since then, so I either it didn't take place or it was determined that he is not was not competent, so, right? Um, because he still remains incarcerated in the Federal Medical Center in Rochester, Minnesota. Oh, and so he's been there since two thousand and two, or two thousand, yeah. So he's been there for almost wow, like because that's where they or two thousand and four. So he's been there for. He's 32 now. Half of his life. Yeah, he's been there almost his whole life. Half his life, I mean. Yeah. So. Well, I mean. That's that on that. That's that on that on that. That's that on that on that. (laughs) Uh, Interesting. I guess I never really thought about that. I remember our teacher saying something about it. He's like, yeah, that kid, I never liked him or something. And for, yeah, and for whatever reason, because we were in, like, middle school or, mm-hmm. like, early high school or whatever, I instantly, when he was talking about a bomber, instantly went to, like, you to bomber. I was like, yeah. that makes no sense to me because it's not in the right place. Yeah. <laughs> no. But this the, makes more sense. The smiley face bomber. Bomber. 
and it's not a smiley face it's two eyes and like a half smirk because <laughs> he because he wanted to see the there he motion. is yeah look at that haircut yeah and that big smile he's just a kid mm-hmm. i'm just a kid and life is a nightmare i just wanted to get a picture right now i know I don't all the bars and stuff now we're at told to close so when did that happen when walls did his fucking announcement for like schools and stuff he also said now all bars have to be closed so a lot of like places that are restaurant pubs still mm-hmm. had to close because their percentage made them into a bar rather than just a restaurant that serves alcohol <sighs> So yeah. fucking stupid. So, because Chris and I were going to go to Crooked Pint um, last night because that's like my, like our place. Like, I love that place. And it was closed because they have the comedy club where they just serve drinks. So it's considered a more of a pub than a bar. Fucking or stupid. Or more of a bar than a restaurant. Yeah, it's dumb. Okay, uh, sorry. All right, shall we it. get? Yeah, now that I'm done with my snack. Yeah, dude, we've been on for almost two hours. I know. <laughs> Balls. Okay. This is what happens when we don't get together. And you know what? The what's funny is our we've been on here for almost two hours, and our episode is probably going to be like just under an hour. <laughs> yeah, probably. How but I mean, we talked for like twenty minutes before we even started recording. Yeah. Um. I couldn't tell you exactly because it doesn't say pages on my phone, so I can't like look at it. It's not long, um, so it's a disappearance case, and it's one that I had not heard of, but is kind of intriguing. So okay, ears. I'm gonna tell you about Antoinette Cadito. So. In April of 1986, Antoinette Cadito and her mother and younger sisters lived in Gallup, New Mexico. Gallup? Yep. Um, At this time, she was nine years old. Just so we have have a timeline. Because I say it later, but just, yeah. 86, nine years old. Got it. Correct. Correct mundo. (laughs) Correct mundo. So... The evening of April 5th, Antoinette's mother went out with a couple of her friends, um, leaving the girls with a babysitter, okay? Her mother, so, her mother and her father, like, divorced, Mm -hmm. not too, like, it was probably, like, a year before this, right? And so then the girls and their mom, like, settled into Gallup, New Mexico, Mm -hmm. and so they're not, like, new to the area, but they're also not, like from the area if that makes sense yeah um so her mother got home right around midnight and the babysitter went home at 3 a.m on april 6th a man knocked on the door according to wendy antoinette's younger sister Mm -hmm. um and antoinette who like i said was nine and her sister wendy went to the door to see who it was because they were still awake so I don't know if they wouldn't go to sleep for the babysitter or if they were just being rebellious or if they happened to wake up from the knocking and woke each other up and mom sleeping hard because she might have had a couple drinks or you know what I mean mm-hmm. whatever it was somehow the kids heard the door knocking at 3 a.m and went to look at it yeah you don't do the that. Yep. Through the door, the man who was standing there identified himself as their Uncle Joe. Like, they didn't have a peephole. Um, so, she just he just said, hey, it's Uncle Joe. And so, naturally, Antoinette just opened the door thinking it's Uncle Joe, and he needed something. Um, as soon as she opened the door, the man snatched her up and brought her to his car. Right in front of her sister. Oh, no. Um, there was... Her sister was younger than her, so she's okay. n- at least younger than nine. It okay. I didn't. No, that's fine. Get the ages of the two sisters because she had two younger sisters. Um, but so her sister saw this happen. Um, so Antoinette was 
kicking and screaming, saying, let me go, let me go, let me go, according to Wendy, uh, the whole time that they were on their way to the car. And then he just drove off. And some articles that I read said there were a couple men or a couple people, not just the one. Um, but I couldn't, there was only a couple that said that. So it was, okay. I, I'm thinking there was just a man. But again, could have been a couple. Uh, the vehicle was said to be a brown van. So I'm imagining one of those Astro 80s vans that have that like dingy brown color. Like my dad used to drive? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, His kidnapper van? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do like, Don't call that. it that. Don't call it that. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. That's what it looks like. <laughs> and then he had no seat in the back of it. So yes. it's just a big open area. I'm like, <laughs> Thomas, Tom, I'm telling you, that's what it looks like. <laughs> but it's because he used it as if it was a truck and put yeah. all of his big stuff in the back <laughs> yes. of it. Yes. <laughs> um, oh, so, Tom. So Wendy, the little sister, later said that she didn't recognize the uh, men. So I don't know if she said there were two men or if there was a man in the vehicle or if what, what it was. Cause again, it didn't, there wasn't a lot of like detail details on things, mm-hmm. but, um, and, and she didn't get a good look at their faces because it was still dark. So right, she kind of was just like, uh, it could have been her uncle Joe. It could have been whatever. So she didn't, she's being a young kid was like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. So at 7 a.m., so I don't know if she just went back to bed or if she panicked and didn't know what to do and just didn't do anything. Because at 7 a.m., their mother woke up and went to wake them up for Bible school and found that Antoinette was gone. Had no idea until then. Can you just imagine that, like, you get up to go wake up your girls and one of the kids is just not there. I don't like that. No, I can't imagine. Stop it. It hurts my heart right now Makes just thinking sad. about it. Um, so, like I said, I don't really know what happened. I don't know if maybe their bedroom was closer to the door so it woke them up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if her sister thought it was the uncle. It's all very, like, Vague. muddled. Yeah. And and it's because she was, I don't know how old she was, but I'm guessing she was a bit younger since she was kind of like, I don't really know what to say either once she got old enough to like kind of recap as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, after finding out that her daughter wasn't in bed, she first, she like called Uncle Joe because Wendy had said, well, Uncle Joe came over last night and took, like took her. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said he's like I, I never came to your house uh, it wasn't me. has no idea who where Antoinette would be so after she had confirmed this with Joe she called the police and reported her daughter missing um then there was a large search that was launched um right after that and there was no trace no nothing found like they had nothing to go off of other than brown van middle of the night man that was a man that's basically all man that tell. was a man it looked like a man skin it looked like a man (laughs) that reminded me of your sorry that reminded me of your mary Kay thing when you're like if you want to have skin skin (laughs) yep that's pretty much how i felt when i was doing it i'm like i mean if you want to have like skin skin (laughs) sorry okay it was a man Uh, it was a man it was a man was a man uh, the police also interviewed their uncle Joe and really soon after that he got cleared cause he had alibi was at his house yeah. with his family. Everybody, you know, everybody saw him, knew he was there. So about a year later, the Gallup police department got a call from a young woman in a panic claiming that she was Antoinette and that she was in Albuquerque, New Mexico um and then there was a man's voice in the background who said who said you could use the phone then there was what sounded like a scuffle a scream and then the phone hung up or went dead read both in different 
thing. So I don't know if it actually got hung up or if it got like pulled from the wall so it went dead. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, nobody knows for sure if this was actually legitimate or if this was a cruel prank or mm-hmm. if this was just they don't know what this was um so they kind of just put it in with the case file because they d- had nothing to go off of because it wasn't on long enough to trace it mm-hmm. it wasn't you know it was basically just the recording of her calling 911 and the end yeah so Penny, Antoinette's mother, believed that the voice sounded like her daughter, but didn't recognize the man's voice. Um, the Like I said, the call was way too short to trace, so it kind of just fell into the file, and right, that's where it sat. And then, four years later, in 1991, in Carson City, Nevada... Nevada? Oh, Nevada. You said that in the... In Carson City, Nevada. You said that in the most Midwest accent. Nevada. Well, how do I, how do you say it? No, it was fine. You just really like. Nevada? No, it's Nevada, but you were very like Nevada. (laughs) I feel like that's just me all the time, you know. (laughs) Get down from there. (laughs) What are you doing? Uh. I love it when when she gets her mom voice on. Get down from there. Excuse me? (laughs) Uh, So anyway, so in Carson City, a waitress was serving a, what she called disheveled couple with a young teenager with them. Uh, And according to descriptions, pictures, it looked, this teenager looked like Antoinette. Every time the waitress would walk past the girl, she'd like drop a fork or drop something and the waitress would bend over to pick it up. And when she'd hand it back to her, this girl would squeeze the waitress's hand and make like eye contact with her. This is according to the waitress because this is another thing where it's like, this is terrifying, not necessarily any uh, hard evidence that this actually Mm -hmm. happened. And, but she'd squeeze her hand, look her in the eye, and after the couple and the girl uh, had left when the waitress was cleaning off the table, she found, she said, because they don't know if it's also a legitimate thing, Mm -hmm. she said she found a note on a napkin that said, help me call the police, um, underneath the plate of the girl. So, I saw pictures of the napkin. Doesn't really... I don't want to say it doesn't look like it was a rushed write a note note. It looks very easily read, which to me, I feel like if she was trying to write this note without them knowing, it would have been something that was like written while she wasn't looking at it, Mm -hmm. you know? So I don't know, but this is all, everybody's kind of skeptical that this actually happened. It seemed too cinematic almost. Mm -hmm. Um, The police were called and I guess they haven't confirmed or denied that this what girl at the restaurant was Antoinette. Um, they haven't said, yes, we believe it is at all. And they also haven't said, no, it definitely isn't. So was they're there like security cameras or anything like that. I don't believe so. Okay. Um, it was 1991. So oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there was anything that was, like, in the restaurant, because at that point, it was more about, like, the exits, entrances, mm-hmm. parking lot, if they were going to have cameras, um, unless it was, like, a gas station. Gas stations usually had, like, on the register, because yeah, they always got robbed. Hold up. <laughs> um, so, as for theories, there really isn't much to go off of. Uh, police believe that Antoinette is deceased um and they have no body type of thing they they think that she was kidnapped and murdered like they don't think that she was brought someplace and kept because at this point they would think that something would come up other than just these very spotty sightings and stuff not necessarily because wasn't like wasn't it elizabeth small who was like held for like 15 years in that like encampment or whatever yeah but I mean like this was 86 and now we're at 
2020. Oh, I suppose. So at this point, she would be, what, 45? Don't ask me to math. But either way, she'd be older, so they don't, even if she was kept, they don't necessarily think that she was kept past certain puberty stage you know what i mean like yeah as bad as that sounds um so penny passed away so the mother passed away in 1999 and in 2016 the police stated that they believed that she may have known more than she was leading on dun 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 Dun, 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 dun. um citing that she failed multiple lie detector tests um about her daughter's disappearance so they were like, we don't know what she knew, if maybe she was holding back information because she was trying to get her daughter back, or if maybe she did it for a ploy, or maybe they don't really know exactly what, but they believe that she was aware of more than she said. Holy okay. thunder! Thunder and lightning? You must not have heard that one. It like No, I hear it. Still going! I hear it. Is that a tornado? Am I about to die? Grab a belt and strap yourself to a pole. There's a nader coming. There's a nader coming. Um, so anyway, Antoinette's father, Anthony, where she got her name, her namesake, um, he died in 2012 and was never under suspicion. He was very out of the picture. Um, as sad as it is, like it wasn't too long after they had divorced, but he was like in a totally different state. Mm -hmm. Just was never questioned well he was questioned but he was never like a suspect right um her family still is hoping that after 30 plus years Antoinette may still be alive and at some point may come back and her case is still open which I think is kind of cool that they didn't just close it and call it cold and like throw it out so it's still open and maybe at some point we will know a little bit more Mm-hmm. about something um Antoinette's disappearance was on unsolved mysteries in 1992 okay in the original uh there is a a source told dateline that they have had a large volume of tips in recent years i don't know if it's from the resurgent of watch surgeons of watching unsolved mysteries because it's on like netflix and mm-hmm everything so I wonder if that like brought things to people's attention and they now are like oh well I know I've seen this I did this I whatever Mm -hmm. um and if anyone has any information regarding the disappearance of Antoinette they're asked to call 505-863-9365 which is that was thunder again (laughs) That that was like a crack. That wasn't even like a boom. Um, but which is the Gallup like tip line, okay, hotline for anything. It's not just, but it's they're supposed to call with tips on that, and that's the same thing that they said on, um, unsolved mysteries. But yeah, I thought it was kind of weird. I don't know why, but like recently, I've found that disappearance cases i don't know if it's because of all this fucking wayfair shit and all that that's Mm -hmm. coming to light i've been finding it much more intriguing and more important to cover disappearance things because i feel like they're not talked about you know what's really creepy huh is the wayfair jingle when you think about missing kids wayfair you got just what i need (laughs) (laughs) i well even just today i was getting gas and on the gas like gas station tv thing they were showing like local missing people from minnesota there was like five of them from like november 2019 and they're like younger like old teenagers to like young adults Mm -hmm. like why is this not on the news right how have i not heard of any of these people disappearing from like wilmer or Mm -hmm. like you know it's just places that are within driving distance it's not like they're far far away uh it's just wild the world 
Shit's going to hit the fan soon, I tell you that much. It's going to. It's going to. It's got to. It's got to. All right. Well, so who's excited for 75? Oh, I am. We are going to record where it all began. Mm-hmm. Down in the in Giants the... toilet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Down in the basement. Down in the deep. <laughs> Y'all ready to hear the the dogs barking? And Linda yeah. talking on the phone and Thomas Linda using the speakerphone. And... I was just going to say Thomas watching TV and <laughs> Linda talking on the phone like this. Cause it's adorable. Cause it's like the louder she gets, the better she thinks they can hear her. <laughs> Which is technically true. Not necessarily. It gets to sound. <laughs> it gets to sound like this. Oh, and gosh, can't. Do <laughs> <laughs> All right. But no, so I'm. I don't know. I'm pretty excited. We got some juicy things to discuss. Juicy on seventy five. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. She just lifts up her little shades and then drops them back down. Just trying to see what it what's happening outside. Yours looks pretty pretty bright. No, it's cloudy. It's cloudy. It's cloudy. Just looks bright because it's dark in here. Oh god, that's like blue. That's real bright. Yeah, but it's quite cloudy though, so this is the most random okay let's we gotta focus we're having a day um we're we are being the smiley face bomber about this right now i just want to see the the pacific Pacific ocean (laughs) (laughs) never mind the rest of the smiley face didn't work for this for a long time (laughs) didn't plan this out at all we're gonna go to the ocean All right, guys, so get amped for 75 because we got some fun stuff. Hopefully we see a light at the end of the tunnel horizon to be able to get more content out, a little more stuff happening. We got plans in the works. It's just a matter of timing. Timing and getting it done, which we're not good at. So we appreciate your patience. You're the Mm -hmm. bee's knees and its elbows. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's all i got i don't know where i was going with it so i just stopped I was, and i was just waiting for you to finish and then it was silence i'm like <laughs> yep yeah what she fucking said <laughs> this fucking kid <laughs> so uh <laughs> like like follow us interact all that fun stuff that we say every single fucking week you the best yeah yeah spread the word and spread yourselves but not your germs Wash your fucking hands. Yeah, you little nasties. Nasties. Not fucking hard. Peace. (laughs) God, we're dumb.